Hello and welcome back to Best Lens. I'm Bethany and I'm so glad you have joined me in looking through my lens on living a faith-filled life. I cannot believe that we are at the end of April already. It's crazy, but yeah. the sunshine is helping us understand. Yes, that we, we have are in a lovely new weather at the moment, but May is on Sunday. Oh, May, yeah. Which, wow. when this goes out, it will be tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow is May. And that blows my mind. That's true. But uh, we are back again with another chapter and uh, mm-hmm. we have, we've moved greatly in the Bible as in over the page because we were in Jude last time <laughs> and today we are in Revelation. Woo. Can I just say this was not my choice because there was a whole lot of complaining last time that I chose Jude. Disclaimer, we do love every book of the Bible. We do. We find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. But who chose this book? Well, you say it was Lydia. Mm-hmm. Was I don't remember what happened, you see. like Because that's I've slept since then. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, we were on holiday with Lydia. Lydia is the second in our family. So there is me, then comes Lydia. And she is away at the moment um, studying and working in a church. And so mum had suggested doing a podcast episode with her. Mm. Unfortunately, that did not work out so well. Oh, yeah. Holidays are not exactly restful. No, no, they're not. They were very busy. But mm. we did say to her, if you would want to do a podcast episode, what book of the Bible do you really like? And she goes, mum disclaims at the start, Bethy to- chose Jude last time. And, you know, there was so much in it. It was so deep. And what one would you pick? And Lydia says, oh, I love Revelation. And the two of us mm. went, Oh, okay. And now she's not even here. No, she's not here and we're doing it anyway. Well, yeah. I'm not sure we're giving it its full place, but we're going to give it a go. All we've said this entire time preparing for it is there is just so much in this book that you could dig into. You Mm. could study it for an entire year and not be anywhere near finished. And so we're going to do an overview as we usually do and Mm. just sort of pick some little bits out of it to talk about I think. Yeah that sounds good. I think we should read it today Bethany and we don't always read the passage but I think Revelation is kind of a scary book that people sometimes stay away from. Mm -hmm. Wrongly actually. Mm -hmm. I think even myself I've been thinking about that today. I need to get into the book of Revelation. I think it's actually a really cool book. It is. It's like um like you know how like the Bible um really has got so many things in it. It's got you know romance and it's got you know um all kinds of like war and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like almost a fantastical kind of um who done it, what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just you never really know where this is going, and the interpretations can be such that you're like I, you know, wow, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, so I shall read the first half then. All right then. And you can go with all the names of all the churches in the second half. I'll try my best. Okay, so we are reading Revelation chapter 1. And as always, we'll just read chapter 1, although we might speak into the rest of the book slightly, Mm. but we'll be focusing on chapter 1. So verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. Even to all that he saw, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and who keep that what is written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who 
was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings on earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom priests to his God and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen behold he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him even so amen i am the alpha and the omega says the lord god who is and who was and who is to come the almighty i john your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in jesus was on the island called patmos on account of the word of god and the testimony of jesus i was in the spirit on the lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning I saw seven golden lampstands and in the midst of the lampstands one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. And the living one, I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Write there for the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Whoo, whoo, Yeah. It's um poetic in so many ways, it is. isn't it? Lyrical. There are so many pictures yes. and so many yes. confusing phrases that we were saying are actually sometimes have a really simple meaning. Yeah. And then sometimes they seem to have a simple meaning and they really, really don't have a simple meaning. <laughs> wow. Okay, well let's start at the beginning and see where we're at. Revelation. Yes. And it, we've been told quite a few times in the things that I've been reading and listening to and I think even you told me today it's not revelations no it is not it's not plural no it is a revelation isn't it so revelation i've heard um the word is really basically means a revealing or an unveiling and basically it's the word for apocalypse so like you know what we all talk about the the apocalypse when it's going to be some kind of great thing at the end it is that isn't it yeah and um as you go through the book in the the later chapters if you know anything about revelation it is John talking about mm. what he has seen in this yeah. it's like a vision it's a prophecy it's yes. almost like a dream and the reason it's not called revelations is mm-hmm. because it was not he dreamt one night I saw this yeah. woke up and then he dreamt another night I saw this the chapters and the different things actually say like and then I saw and then yeah. I saw and that's not saying that he saw them after each other it's as if imagine everything is playing out all around you a 360 yes. view you cannot possibly see everything all at the same time and so everywhere he looks he says then i saw then i saw then i saw mm-hmm. but it's all happening we're not entirely sure what happened 
pins. Yes. You know, there's a lot to say of what the order comes, but and was it some like things a are a dream bit... that he's having. Do you know that could be because yeah. a vision, I guess, because um so what he says, isn't it? Like on the Sunday, uh well, this is what we were, we were taking from it, verse ten. I was in the spirit on the Lord's Day. Um so yeah. that that is some Sunday morning, isn't it? Like to have got mm. all of that as a vision or a dream or, you know yeah. um because we were talking about this last night about my crazy dreams that I have. Do you yeah. Know, imagine me writing them down. It would be yeah. not on the same scale as this, but there would be some some epic things happening, mm-hmm. do you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And, and John, um, we're saying again, it, it's pretty much believed that he is John the Apostle, John the Disciple. Isn't that right? And mm-hmm. he's the one that's left. There doesn't seem to be anyone else left because many of them were martyred, weren't they? Yeah. And John's um, left, and and but he's not in his own area, is he? Where is he now? No. So that's well, is that later on? That yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. That's yeah. That's that's down in verse nine. Verse nine. Oh, I see. Right. Well, let's start There's, verse it's, one. It's sort of ev- all the information's like yes. Imminent. I'm trying you to have give to get it all at the background. same time. Maybe I'm like the three sixty. You're yeah, like exactly. That's what I'm saying. That the there is no order to Revelation. Really, it's yeah. just everywhere. Everything is vital to understand yeah. at all times. It's, but we're going to try our best to lay it out. I like this bit um, at the start where it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants. Mm-hmm. So obviously not to John's servants, but it's basically mm-hmm. to pass it on. And and um, I saw someone saying that the other day, like you know how it says, "Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy." Mm-hmm. Um, like basically we don't really do that. We don't stand up in the ministry and read out the Bible. Yeah. But if it was written today, but basically would say, "Blessed is the pastor who preaches mm-hmm. on this," and then bless and and then blessed are the people who hear it. Yes. Um, so yeah so basically this is something that we as his servants need to hear yeah so blessed in this context doesn't actually mean you are going to be blessed in the way that we think of blessed we think of you know if you're blessed then you have get loads of money you're blessed with money you're blessed with good fortune you're blessed with love or whatever but this is Mm. actually talking blessed is sort of a way of saying happy Mm. and it's because when you understand what this is talking about it should make you happy Mm. like people are terrified by revelation sometimes because sometimes because it's so confusing yeah but what he's saying here is that while what i'm saying is confusing while it might sound scary while it might sound sad when you understand the true meaning of it when you understand why i'm telling you then you'll be happy because you realise it's all about God's plan for your salvation, actually. I have a saying about that that I wrote down. Someone said, if we understand the book of Revelation, it will change the way we live. So it's not quite the same, but basically Mm -hmm. you said, like, if you you read it and and listen to it and keep what's written in it, then you'll be happy, basically. Mm -hmm. But I I do think that's true. Like, if we start to think, if our eyes are on heaven and -hmm. the prize and what's coming ahead of us which feels like it's coming soon yeah then we live in light of that and we will live quite differently if we live in the just this sphere and time mm-hmm. then we kind of just look at what's around here yeah and, and i can so see how your vision and your eyes are averted yeah if you can kind of see my point and just a little thing of the first verse says that the things that must happen soon oh, yeah. take place. We were talking about how soon uh, the word is tacos. 
it kind of looks like tacos, like, mm-hmm. but, um, tacos, and it basically means quickly. It doesn't mean that that's going to, ha- it's going to happen right now. It's happening really soon. So, well, it, cause it could happen at any point. It could mm-hmm. happen really soon, but it could be ages away. We don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But what he's saying is when it starts, it's going to come quick. So you do actually want to be prepared because there's signs, but th- those signs are going to come real quick and you don't have time to prepare once those signs start happening. Like you need to be, mm. to be well versed in these things because you need to understand yes yes i think that's very very good um i've written in my bible kairos mm-hmm. beside that which means the significant moment huh. so because i know that I've, I'd written down on my page takai which is what you talked about the takos sort uh-huh. of thing um and that is like you know that although it is two thousand years in the waiting like uh-huh. you know like John wrote this quite a long time ago, so yeah. he wasn't saying, "Oh, it's you know happening today," mm-hmm. but basically he was saying like what you just said, it's going to happen, and once it starts, mm-hmm. it is a significant moment, and so yeah, then we need to be really ready and aware. Yes, and just and I suppose that's always the important thing, isn't it? It's being mm-hmm. prepared. There's a lot of verses in the Bible that say, "Be on watch, be yeah. awake, be prepared, prepare yes. yourselves." Yes. Later on, um, I don't know if the, yeah, so he sent this angel to the servant John, but like later on, um, right down at the very end at verse 20, it talks about the angels and that's mm-hmm. actually been described as actually the messengers. So like the pastors again, the preachers mm. later on, um, that they're the, the, the past, which makes a bit more sense, doesn't it? That they're standing in the churches. Yeah. That each church has their angel, as it were, but actually it's the <coughs> pastor. That's an angel. That, well... Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's leave that one to another podcast. So it says, at this point we realise that it is John. Oh, we've realised that before, but yeah. this is where he's properly addressing himself yeah. to people. He's saying John. John to the seven churches that are in Asia. Yeah. So are these the seven churches that he talks to later? Yes, I think so. Um, And it's obviously as well, it's in sort of a part of, that would be now Turkey, isn't that right? Hmm. And... um. Yeah, like John 7 is the, the number of completions because, you know, there's going to be more churches probably than Perfection. seven. Perfection, yeah. The seven cycle of like the of the week, you mm-hmm. know, the Sabbath, all the things. So it's quite interesting that he's chosen seven. But out of those seven, there are many different, like there's there's rich and there's poor and there's um, people who believe and there's people who pretend to believe. And it's, so it's not saying there are seven different types of church particularly. Mm-hmm. It's saying there, that within each church, there is often these kind of characteristics that can happen. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. Yeah. And then he talks about the seven spirits, which um, I was saying to mum, whenever we think about spirits, I think we've kind of put that into, you know, it's like Casper. It's, it's a ghost. <laughs> or it's, you know, something really cool, like something that teaches us to speak in tongues or like can help us fly or something we always go to the real extreme but actually uh, if you go to isaiah 11 verse 2 it talks about um, and the spirit of the lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord that's so a pretty those, good spirit, isn't it? Those are seven spirits. Yeah, that's cool. The spirit of the Lord. I want all of them. 
Yeah, but they actually don't, they're not that popular in today's culture. No. If you say, oh, I've got the spirit of wisdom, if I've, I've got the spirit of understanding, <laughs> As people are like, not what? not the spirit of humility, have you? That's no, what I'll tell the spirit you. of knowledge, <laughs> the spirit of counsel, the spirit of fear of the Lord. People will be like, that's lame. <laughs> and But those are actually what the Bible sees as the most powerful spirits, mm. like the best things you could have. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's... Um, Quite interesting isn't it like so they come from before his throne mm-hmm. and from jesus christ the faithful witness the firstborn of the dead yes now we oh. have debated over this one yeah not we, debated we've been no. trying to figure out what it means yeah because we decided like well he wasn't the first one to come back from the dead actually no. was it we talked about lazarus and you know you know like you know he didn't maybe come back from the dead but he was not for god took him yeah um jairus's daughter mm-hmm. we had a few kind of like well how can this be yes but bethany found it out well we found it out together but mm, thanks um firstborn in greek i'm gonna try and say it but there's a lot of o's in this is prototokos <laughs> are you sure say it again no no <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> Prototokos. Uh, yeah, oh, that one. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that good old word. And basically, it's it's talking about firstborn as in, like, rank or position. Mm. So that's one of the ways it's interpreted. So, you yeah. know, that he is the firstborn. You know, back then, firstborn made, meant a lot. It, like, the firstborn got, like, double the portion, right? Like, they they got the inheritance. They got the name, the family name. They, were, they had all that big position and everything. So Jesus is the firstborn of the people Mm -hmm. who have been risen. But also we were talking about the fact that he was the first person, and so far, I think the only person, to Mm -hmm. have been risen from the dead for good. You know, he was he was Mm. the first one of the new rising from the dead to the new creation. Die again. Yeah. He wouldn't die again. Yes. So Lazarus was raised back to life but Mm -hmm. an earthly life. Mm -hmm. Jesus was raised and he had he was raised back to genuine life, but he had a new body. He had, he had a different type. He didn't have to eat anymore. He mm. was going up to heaven. He was like, I'm done here. And mm. that is actually what we are going to have. We are going to have a new body. We're going to be able to go to heaven and we will be raised too. But he is the firstborn. He's the sign that that's going to happen to us, which mm. is really, really cool. Yes, absolutely. Revelation is, um, is, there's a lot going on, as we know, in mm-hmm. Revelation, and um, there's lots of different views of Revelation, you know, so I, I wrote down these, there's four God different kind of ones, I know, there's the, the preterist view, which is about that this book was written basically only for John's day, then there's the historicist view, which is basically that, that this book was only written for the church, the poetic view, which was that this book was actually written to encourage you in a personal way, and the futuristic view, which is about this book was written for the second coming, and really it's all of those views. Mm-hmm. So, like, I agree with all of them. Yeah, some people could go to one or the other. Um, certainly the first three, so you know, for John's day, it was. John was writing to these seven churches, but we were saying before as well, like it says that he wrote the word of God. He knew, he knew that this was God's word mm-hmm. that he was writing down, and Actually, we, we were questioning whether the disciples did always know when they were writing it down, if they, you know, when, when they were writing it, maybe afterwards, of course, they knew it was God's word, but they didn't really know what they were doing and the keeping account. And as mm-hmm. Luke wrote it down as he was watching and things like that, did they actually know they were writing God's word and that we would be reading it today, basically? Yeah. Did they think into the future? And 
Uh, so for the for John it was, and then for like for the church for historically, yeah, it was for those seven churches it was, mm-hmm. but for all of us then, you know, for personal it is right, but basically more importantly, this is something for us to look at and go, this is what's going to happen in the second coming. Yeah. So it gives us like a futuristic view as well as to what will happen. Yeah. Yeah, I love the... There are so many songs based on this line of behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see Mm. him and those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Like, I can think of so many songs with some Mm. sort of that idea because it's such a powerful thought. And, like, what we believe is crazy is that Jesus is coming back and yeah. everyone is going to see him and people are going to cry because they realize that they were wrong. Yeah. And our prayer is that we can limit that as much as possible, actually. Mm-hmm. We want as little people to be devastated that Jesus has come back as possible. We want people to be rejoicing that he came back yeah. because they realized that he was their savior before he came back. That's our mission is to go around and tell people, look, Jesus is coming back and he wants to help you. And not that people realise too late. Yes, absolutely. Being prepared. And that's the mm-hmm. thing as well, like for heaven, the only thing that we can take to heaven is the souls of other people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's only, the only thing that we can do is to tell them about Jesus and to live it out and to see them come to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then some days we stand before the throne. That's that's the kind of thing that we're going to be able to say, yeah. you know? And to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, because we have told others. Mm-hmm. So I love the way that John sort of introduces himself in verse 9. He says, your brother and partner in the tribulation mm. and the kingdom and the patience, endurance, and there, Jesus. Like, it's it's yeah. brother and partner in a lot of things. But I was saying to mum that we are very insular nowadays. You know, mm. we only think about ourselves. We are talking about how is my journey with Christ? How is mm. my relationship going? Mm-hmm. How is my ministry going? What am I doing for God? There's no, hey, like a, a brother, hey, partner. How yeah. is our ministry going? How is mm-hmm. our relationship united going with christ yeah. i think that's a massive thing actually that we've lost and um, because so often we're debating we debate so mm-hmm. much and we're fearing so much and we're wondering so much about what's going on in our world and the politics mm-hmm. and sometimes even the theologies within our church mm-hmm. that you know it used to be people would come in and say you know how's how's your relationship with jesus christ yeah and no one does that anymore really nope. Do you me? because it's what's well, personal yeah. it's you know it's also with me like i i, I you know i'm fine just don't ask mm-hmm. When actually, it would probably be really good for us to start doing that. I challenge you, go on Sunday and ask someone. It's um, a hard question to ask yeah, nowadays. Like, I've is. tried to ask it. It's really hard because people almost get offended by yeah, it. It's yeah, yeah. really sad that it's that's true. so offensive. But it's not going to become unoffensive unless we start. So. No, that's true. Absolutely. Anyone from our church is listening. We expect this to be asked on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. know who you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, so we've had that bit where now he's in Patmos. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why he's in Patmos. Like, it feels like, and I think we've always believed, that he's been arrested. Yes. Isn't that right? And and I suppose that little saying there says, um, on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, he's there. Yes. Um, so some people have wondered if he's there as a missionary. Mm-hmm. But Patmos, um, I think, in historical manuscripts, 
was a prison, wasn't it? It was an island used as and a prison. Island used as a prison. It was about ten miles long, six okay. miles wide. She's using her arms. She's helping yep. me see which yep. way. Uh-huh. You can't see this, but um, no, thank you. Ten yes. miles and six miles. Okay, so it's quite, 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 quite big. big. But like, I, I suppose the Romans weren't really known for their friendliness, were they? So they probably <laughs> had quite a bit of prisoners that they chucked onto this <laughs> island. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's there, isn't he? And um, like even that, like you know, he'd kept going, he'd kept trusting, he'd kept telling others, and now he's been placed in, yeah. in under arrest. And, and and probably if that's true, like it was, it was labor. You know, it was hard labor that mm-hmm. he was there to do and and stuff. And what were we talking about earlier? How this, we were talking about that he is in, isolation. Oh yeah. And how relevant that is yeah to our our last couple of years yes like you know the, the isolation and the kind of trying to work out what to do and mm-hmm. and well it's like it's like a little double acting and what did you say he did <laughs> bethany well i was saying that in our world we went into isolation for a good while and we've been in isolation a few times mm-hmm. you know in the last couple <laughs> of years and what have we done you know everyone's like oh i read 20 I, books. I tidied my I, house, but it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> I did this. I started a new business. I did. Then John literally saw the end of the world from mm. God. He got. He spent time with Jesus. Like it says that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's what he did when he was in isolation. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's not meant to guilt trip you. It's just meant to be an example mm. of, look, look what he yes. did. He was literally, literally in isolation. Like he went off to an island. That's right, yeah. It's funny how sometimes as well, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I, um, you know, like um, Pilgrim's Progress, mm-hmm. you know the story of that where like John Bunyan writes, mm-hmm. like I get them a little bit mixed up um, in this story, <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. because it's kind of a, a little bit similar in yeah. the fact of like there's... A lot of pictures. A lot of pictures, he's in prison, he's mm-hmm. writing it down, exactly, all the things and and then um, mm-hmm. it's funny how I can get this kind of picture and I obviously I must have seen something as well because I can see John doing his hard labour so that's yeah. really I've, I've maybe seen a film on it or something and yeah. it's funny like the pictures that come and I may be completely wrong but that's what's in my head <laughs> anyway so you didn't need to know what was in my head but that's what I was thinking no I'm very glad to know what's in your head oh thanks so he's told to write it down anyway oh I love this bit look at this I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice that's me gone I would be <laughs> Like, you know you know what peed I mean? yourself. I would, well, thank you. <laughs> I, would, I would have like jumped out of my skin, um, like a trumpet as well. Yeah. Saying, write what you see in a book and send it. That's what we were saying today. You know, I've I've been thinking about this. I used to write down my prayers a lot, mm-hmm. and like just keep a record of what I was saying, and just more just to focus me as well, writing it mm-hmm. down directly. And and like I'm like, why am I not writing things down in a book? Like I really am bad at this. Yeah. And I really want to. I want to look back and be like, actually, that bit I struggled, but look what God did. Yeah. Or actually, I asked God for this and look how he answered. Yeah. I go into church every single week with something to write on because if mm. I don't, I can't focus. I don't take it in. I don't retain it. I will walk out of that church service and have no idea what the pastor has just said. But if I write it down, for some reason, it just... Well, it's supposed to be writing something down is the equivalent of saying it or thinking it 11. seven times or something, oh, isn't it? 11, I thought. Well, it's something like that. 7-11. It's, it's, it's better than just thinking about it. All right. Um, and 
he God says this in Habakkuk as well, doesn't he? He says like mm. write down the vision mm-hmm. and because he's like your little brains they're so cute but they don't retain very much. You need to write mm. this down. Like write it down so you can tell people because this is awesome. This is yeah. so cool and like it is it is really cool like you say yeah. it's cool to be able to write things down to people to look back and reflect on them yes to Can be I able to also say that. like i think for john like this this book is all about how god can basically come and change every plan of man mm-hmm. and we have noticed that again in the last couple of years right mm-hmm. like everyone's plans were changed yeah and it was you know god allowed it i don't believe that he made it happen but for mm-hmm. whatever reason he said okay do you know what i'm going to show them that they're not as self-sufficient as they like to yeah. think they are. Well, John could have been sitting going, I'm in Patmos. I've done my best all my life. I've tried to live close to Jesus. He could have been just sitting there morose and all upset. Yeah. But actually, like what he does is he turns it all around and God reveals himself. And that's the thing. Sometimes we wonder, oh, why is this happening? Why is this terrible situation occurred? Because God's just about to reveal himself to you. Mm-hmm. And to sh- and to show you what he wants for you, and to lead you through this, and to give you a vision. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible actually says that without a vision, the people perish. Now it's a different kind of vision. Do you know I'm not talking about a dreaming vision or, yeah. or but actually, if we don't have a plan and a purpose mm-hmm. and a way through, then and then other people will perish because we don't have an, a way yeah. to get out there and tell them. How do you feel about the unknown? That's kind of the question of this chapter, mm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you fearful? Are you excited? Are you hopeful? Are you prayerful? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. And and like he is there. All this is happening. And on Sunday, you know, he's he says being in the spirit, then he hears all this about to occur. And and not only for him but for others. What a what an absolute sense of purpose he's given. Mm-hmm. In the midst of summer prayer, he almost looked like he had no purpose. Like he was just doing horrible manual labour. Yep. And he's probably an older man by this stage. Mm-hmm. And now he's got, God's still able to use him. I love that. God will still use us if we are available. Yes. No matter where, whether that's in a prison, or, or in the midst of isolation. Mm-hmm. Not having anything else to do but break up rocks and do all the stuff that they had to do. God says, look, do you know what? I'm going to use you to speak to seven different churches full mm-hmm. of people. Fantastic, isn't it? Uh, Amy Carmichael, you know, she was like that. And I think we talked about her before, have we? But anyway, she um, you know, ended up falling in a hole um, when she was out in the mission field. And she ended up um, being bedridden for the rest of her life. And that's where most of her books were written. And mm-hmm. certainly yeah. many of her most answered prayers were, mm-hmm. were done there because she had nowhere else to go and she yeah. wondered what it was she, they couldn't see a purpose yeah but god always has a purpose he always does yeah yeah so then he talks about the seven churches mm-hmm. um which are kind of mentioned again later and yeah. he talks specifically to them in the next few chapters mm-hmm. as well maybe we could do that next time mm-hmm. the seven churches thing yeah 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 that sounds like a cool idea and uh, we'll maybe then jump past them just now then because uh-huh. for time's sake yes, and we will, yes. we'll come back to them again. But um, he then talks about the seven golden lampstands. Mm. Um, again, that's kind of the, the same thing. But one thing that I was looking at was that the lampstands... So at the end of it, you see the lampstands symbolise the churches. The end mm. of this chapter, it says mm-hmm. that. 
Um, but the lampstands don't provide any light themselves. Mm. The lampstands hold the light. They are a device to distribute the light. Mm -hmm. But the light itself is God. And what it's saying is, you know, this lampstand, it, it's not the sun. It doesn't illuminate the entire world. Mm. It illuminates a patch of light. And if you think about your church in your locality, mm. it might never influence people over in Africa. It might do. Mm. but it can influence the place where that you are just there and if mm. you let that light go out what happens to your locality and yeah. so like we have to realize how important our little lights are yeah this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine uh -huh. absolutely and i think we can get so encouraged by other people's vision and, yeah. and work in other places that we forget about our own place and, mm -hmm. and i have to remember that actually we're missionaries here and yep. we have to make an impact and try our best to you know, and, and pray, God, help me to take that, that opportunity. When someone comes to me, someone help me to, to, to speak a word in season to them. Yes. And, you know, people will. People will start asking us about our mm -hmm. Christian faith if we want to live it. If we are really interested in it, yeah. if we're loving it, then we'll want to talk about it and they'll want to listen eventually. Yes. So then it's talking about in the midst of the lampstand, there's one like a son of man clothed mm. with a long robe. And so then we go into sort of like a description of Jesus, yeah. who is the light that comes out of our lampstands. Yes. And some of, the, some of that is just crazy rich with their imagery. It's so mm. much so that I don't think we can go into it all just now. But do you sure. have any thoughts on any of that? Well, um, I like how you said um, his feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace, and you you were telling me that that was just like just so solid. So bronze was the most like the hardest and the most durable, durable metal yeah. in these times. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. Mm -hmm. And we were saying how sometimes we can make we can make God quite feminine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, oh, he's so lovely. Oh, he's, he's so loved. good. He's so gracious. He's, yeah. yeah, he won't, you know. But actually, God is strong mm -hmm. and powerful mm -hmm. and mighty. And like, like you know, if you've heard water ro roaring past, yeah. like, you know, the, that gushing sound, mm -hmm. um, to think of like God's voice, like that was, was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah. And when he says that his eyes were a flame of fire, mm. and then it talks about his feet were yeah. burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. I think that really reflects how, in this book, really talks about the judgment that is coming, the fire, the yeah. the the bad stuff that's coming. But what it's saying is that yes, he's coming. He's going to judge. There is fire. There is like a whole lot of scary stuff. Yeah. But he is like the strongest metal in the world. He is yeah. stable. He is dependable, and he is ready to judge in a way that is godly yeah i'm sure there's some kind of imagery from his right hand he held seven stars and from his mouth mm -hmm. came a sharp two-edged sword as well we know that the word of god is called a sharp two-edged sword isn't it yeah um and from his mouth comes the word but his right hand seven stars i'm not totally sure what that means mm. but um and his face was like the sun shining in full strength you know if you go outside at the moment we've got sunshine not often the case in Fort William but you know I was just outside there and someone came along and I was chatting to them and my eyes were like burning because the yeah. sun was so strong and that's you know just the old April sun so I can't imagine well when I saw him I fell at his feet as though dead it yeah. says in verse 17 it must have been such a sight a fearsome sight mm. hey? but then he said fear not I know I love that he laid his right hand on me exactly mm -hmm. me and and then um, I do think it's funny whenever, like, you know, you're afraid and someone says not to be afraid. I'm always like, uh, 
calm down. It's okay. I know, yeah. That's like telling yeah, someone angry to calm down. That's uh-huh, not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, but actually, you know, I suppose I can see where he's going with this. <laughs> but then he says, I am the first, the last, yeah. the living one. I died, behold, I'm alive. He's literally like, I have defeated all the yes, odds. I yes. am awesome. This and is like, great. And it's like, twinkling the keys going, hey, I've got these keys of yeah. death and Hades. I'm mm-hmm. the one in control now. You know, you yeah. don't need to fear. So he proves why Paul, or not Paul, John should write these things. Because then he says, write, therefore, the things you have seen through who he is. He's like, look, this is who I am. And that's why I want you to write these things. Because I'm dependable. I bring the judgment. It is coming. But I love you. I'm powerful. And I want you to know all of these things. Mm. And those that are and those that are to take place after this yeah that's so cool isn't it it's, mm-hmm. it's such a relief to know that he knows yes because like we've got no clue yeah i have just figured out as i read further down that the seven stars yep, the are the angels yes yes which are the messengers which i've already talked about but yeah. i got all confused so as for the mystery of the seven stars that yep. you saw at my right hand i had a mystery and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven mm. lampstands are the seven churches. Yeah. So, like, do you, know, do you feel that we have, um, an, uh, what's the word, decrypted <laughs> a so mystery? God's telling John, I'm going to tell you some really cool things that are going to yeah. come. Please can you tell the churches so that the churches can tell the people. Yes. Yes. It's kind of what's going on. Cool. And and so I think it'd be really nice to look at the seven churches. Mm-hmm. You said you. It's only like the you know, first couple of chapters, isn't it? Yeah. Like, or like yeah. chapter two and chapter three. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what they say about those churches and see if we've, we've strike any similarities with what modern day Christianity is like. I think we'll find a few. Do you? You <laughs> yes. think we'll we'll be there and and just to see what that says to us then. Mm-hmm. If we can kind of go, hang on, you know, because it's like good church, bad church. <laughs> in fact, I've got the top of my Bible, the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what it's fun we fall into. Yes. But oh. yeah, how how do you feel about the unknown? Do you, Are you hopeful? Are you ready to follow God even though you don't know what's happening? Yeah. Are you feeling like, oh, I'm just not ready for this? Or do you think, wow, what an amazing opportunity that my entire plan has been changed, but it's okay because God yeah. has a completely different plan for me. It can really change our perspective as believers, can't mm-hmm. it? Whenever we've got our calling. Yes. And that's what this is. It's a calling. It's like, here, I've got this message for you. Take it. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really enjoyed talking this through with you, decrypting for ourselves, and um, yeah, just it motivates us to study, which is really great. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you have any comments, like just let us know, because we're obviously like we've only just scratched the very surface, and you'll absolutely. have listened to lots of other stuff, and 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 we'll we'll be happy to hear what you have to say too. Yes, but yeah, we pray that this will have done something for you that you will be able to talk to God better and just ask him for his vision for you because actually you can't muster up a vision nope you have to ask for his vision for you thank you very much and we'll talk to you next month okay bye